0: What's up, everybody? It's Chad. I'm back again with another episode of Ask Chad Grassy Logic. I'm here with my buddy, Vic, from NM Clone LLC. What's up, Vic? How's it going, man?
1: Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, brother. We're here on
0: another day. Um, I'm glad to have you here on the show. But before we do that, we got to talk about the sponsor real quick, Quality Customs. Um, Quality Customs has been the um, sponsor for the last month. Thank you so much. Um, quality, Quality Packaging and custom. So there's two sides of it. On the Instagram side, it's quality customs with a K. And then the company is actually quality packaging. Um, so for your packaging needs, in compliance, great compu- uh, communication, many pre- uh, pricing packages, totally custom and on time. Contact Josh Villegas for business inquiries or estimates at 575-571-6288 or email Quality Customs 210 at Gmail. There's a T in the middle of it and customs with a K. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Um, so we're gonna quality. move on. Yeah, shout out Quality. So yeah, if y'all need any packaging stuff, you hit them up. Um, but anyway, we're gonna jump in now. We're gonna talk about my friend Vic here and his um, company called the Mexico Clone. So um, first off, you know, again, thank you so much for joining me. I mean, it's you know, unfortunate you couldn't be here in person, but you know, stuff happens, and we do remote for a reason.
1: Right, um, right, right.
0: Yep. Shout out technology. Right. <laughs> COVID kind of pushed it a little bit more for the remote stuff. So I guess that's one thing that good it came from it. Um, so first off, you know, tell everybody a little bit a bit about yourself. You know, um let's get to know who you are, the main dude of the whole
1: operation. Ah,
0: uh, so yeah, my name's Vic.
1: Um, Own New Mexico Clone for about three years now, and uh, now recently, showroom cultivation uh, is the licensed operation, but New Mexico Clones where it started. Um, it's just selling clones to people, just a home grower, selling to other home growers. And uh, just built from there, I started the company uh, while I was still working full time as a truck driver and uh, pretty much selling clones to people, getting off of work, cutting clones, going to meet people and just hustling from there, doing events. I started doing events and, you know, the uh, underground 420 trade shows and just been building from there and rec came and seeing an opportunity to still do clones just at a bigger scale. And uh, showroom cultivation was born through another opportunity. And uh, that's, that's what we're doing now, pushing clones, pushing genetics, good genetics on, on the industry. Nice.
0: Uh, and real quick, you know, I didn't have any of this in, you know, today's schedule. But let's talk about the showroom a little bit. You know, that's something that's interesting that's new to me. And, you know, I'm sure the audience would like to learn about that, too. So, yeah, showroom
1: cultivation um, is, like I said, the licensed operation. We are licensed through the CCD um, to do business, um, and that's how we do our clones. I have all our moms in biotrack, all our genetics in biotrack. And uh, we call it showroom cultivation because, uh, you know, we bring people in and all the stuff that we use, whether it's the nutrients, the irrigation, the lights. Uh, it's all available for purchase and it's basically like a working showroom.
0: Yeah. Dope, man. That's good you bring to hear. People in and you can see the
1: plants growing right there. You see what it's about. You see the nutrients we use. You see the lights that we use, and and you know, we can talk anything from clones to lights and nutrients, whatever people are looking for. Nice. And uh, but where are you guys located at?
0: Uh, in Albuquerque.
1: We're in Albuquerque, okay. right in the middle, right on the green mile in San Mateo.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. If you guys don't know, um, Albuquerque has an area where there's, you know, just a lot of dispensaries. And this was the case back in medical. So it's been called the Green Mile for a long time. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's where they're located. That's pretty cool.
1: Um, which dispensary is closest to you? Um, yeah, maybe I'd say La Florida is probably one of the closest ones. Okay. I haven't been there yet. You know, there's so many new ones that I'm, it's a hard, yeah, I have all the time, time in, in Albuquerque. if. You know, anyone who doesn't live in Albuquerque and doesn't know the dispensary scene in Albuquerque, it's it's packed. There's a lot, a lot of
0: dispensaries. Oh, Oh, dude, it's crazy up there how many dispensaries are. But, you know, that's that's the market right now. And, you know, it's starting to kind of thin out anyway. So, you know, we'll see some more uh, people closing up here soon. Um, So what other things do you guys provide? You provide the clones, you know, you provide um, genetics for people
1: like that. You guys provide seeds, too, or is it just straight clones? Um, so seeds, I work with local breeders to provide their seeds, cool. but nothing, I don't breed any of my own seeds or sell any of my, you know, anything that I have of my seeds or anything, but yeah, part of what we offer is pretty much, um, you know, almost like turnkey type service, whatever, any kind of producer would be looking for as far as seeds, genetics, uh, packaging, harvest equipment, um anything we have an extensive network of, of people in the industry that we can work with Nice. so that's pretty much you know anything start to finish can offer yeah
0: yeah that's dope man I mean, that's, that's good to hear because you know there's certain farms out there that they're they're not too sure still to this day where to get the genetics from so exactly. were maybe new to cannabis new to growing why are clones important to you know a, a big operation um so
1: genetic stability for the you know first first thing i can say if you're popping let's say you're at a a commercial grow and you're doing even let's say you're 200 plants and you want to pop 200 seeds Mm -hmm. uh that's going to be 200 different genetic variations you could get plants that grow slower plants that yield less plants that yield inconsistent Mm -hmm. um as opposed to if you get 200 clones You know it's a proven plant that's been flowered. It's all consistent. You're going to get the same flower start to finish. And uh, it's just a lot – does a lot better for consistency across the board when you're operating at scale.
0: Yeah, 100%. And, you know, there's there's a bunch of arguments out there. You know, it's always better from seed. It's always better from clone or, or tissue culture, this and that. But to be honest, it's whatever, you know, your business needs as a solution like if you work better as a business with clones because you just harvest that quickly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if you're a little micro with, you know, maybe a couple hundred plants and you want to go from seed, that might be feasible
1: for you too as well. You know, right, right. Some operations don't have the room to do veg and moms and clones and, and have the personnel to run that because it's, I mean, at scale, if you're, you're running moms and clones, it's, it's a whole full time gig for a person or a couple of people. Yeah. I've done it before too. And, you know, it's, it's a whole operation on its own. You know, mm-hmm. you
0: have every week you're cutting clones, you know, yep.
1: cutting clones <laughs> and
0: they're cutting and clones every week. Yep. Yep. And, and you know, some people are like, Oh, I love clip- clipping clones. I'm like, after a while, dude, you get tired of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's a niche that, you know, I seen that there needed filled long before even red Kid, Like I said, I started doing this about three years ago before, it was—I mean, shit, we are already in our third year, so it must have been almost five years ago then. Damn, yeah, time flies. But, yeah, yeah, that uh, hemp bill did wonders for us. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's—it's been—it's been crazy. It's been crazy. It's been been an up and down, and right now we're on the up, and sometimes we're on the down, and it's just always pushing forward. Yeah. Uh, when's the busiest time for you guys? Is it you know coming up here soon in the spring? Yeah, starting right now. Yep, mm-hmm. February to probably june mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be pumping from now to june and so yeah. um you know i tell people get get a hold of me as early as possible because we're a small operation and we'll be we'll be at capacity you know this is our first year in operation we'll be at capacity here pretty soon yeah so yeah. that's crazy you know and a good good it, problem to have yeah it is and if you guys
0: don't know it takes a little bit to you know have a clone ready you know it takes more than a couple of weeks you know, like they say, you know, it takes two weeks for the clone to be ready, but you have like another week of weaning them off and, you know, getting them transplanted. If you want to do that, that's another exactly. process. You know, like from plug to soil, that's a whole process, you know, that, that takes right. time and that takes labor. Um, right. So yeah, it t- does take a little bit of time. So yeah, the earlier, the better, especially if you're a farm and an operation needing a lot of plants, the earlier you can tell the guys, the more chances you are going to have better selection of
1: genetics and better plants and everything. Cause you know, Stuff happens towards the end. Yeah. Or whatever. Come come April or May, you know, people are ready to go outside at the end of May. Here in Albuquerque, we go outside at the end of May. And um, you know, at that time it's just gonna be whatever's rooted and available at the time. There's not gonna be like, hey, can I put in an order? Can I put in an order? You no, know, it's we happen to have a hundred if you want these. Yeah. Kind of
0: and it's like, you know, no selection of genetics, whatever, it's what you got. <laughs> it's what we got. You know, other than
1: that, we're we're maxed.
0: Yeah. So, you know, keep that in mind. Y'all, you know, the clones are gonna be easier to find as the industry goes on, but you still need to mm-hmm. think ahead of time, you know, even Absolutely. with the availability. I mean, it's Absolutely. like when you go to tractor supply and you're looking for chickens, you know, like you're not gonna yeah. go, you know, towards the end of the season and think you're gonna find a lot of chickens, you yeah. know. So. Yeah, you
1: you'll find the little stragglers.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little straggler ones, just little, little ones that may give you something. Who knows? Um, so, I, and I know we're going to get this question off camera, and you know, after the show, and you know, just to avoid that, can you clone a mature or flowering plant?
1: So, uh, technically, yes. I guess the answer is yes. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not recommended. Um, the success rate is is not very high. I've never done it successfully. I've tried it maybe three times. Never successfully, so it's similar process. You know, once you you let's say you didn't clone a, a specific pheno that you wanted to keep, and oh shit, now I gotta take some clones and flower. You know, it's the same process. You would take your clone, you know, six to eight inches, put it under the dome, do uh, put it back to your veg uh, veg lighting, eighteen and six, and uh, it'll go through a, a rooting process and then a reveg process, and then if if it all works out, it survives. You're looking at maybe four to six weeks, yeah, down the line. Yeah, and it, it takes significantly longer for yeah, like way longer. Yeah, but yeah. it is it is possible. I I, yeah. I can't say it isn't. You know, people have done it. I have seen it done. It just I've have never done it myself. Yeah,
0: I, I've done it a couple times, and it takes forever. Only because I messed up and I didn't take the proper clones. I was like, oh shit, I skipped one so yeah <laughs> and it go back once in flower you know no, damn it you know and i've done that a couple times but i tried to avoid that situation because you are you're stuck with that situation where you got a clone it takes forever then it has to re-veg and then it grows all funky and then yeah right, the you know, whole
1: sponge, single leaf and like looks yeah like a the whole single
0: leaf thing yeah it looks wild as shit and then you have to worry about the the dead flower or you know dead bud that's left over that's gonna you know start rotting out oh, right out, yep yeah that whole nine yards so yeah I figured we would answer that question while we're on air because I get that question a lot, actually, from people you know who are like new to growing. They're like, "Can you clone it if it's mature or flower?" And I'm like, "You can, it just Sucks. shouldn't." Yeah,
1: <laughs> you really. Another you know. one too. Uh, another one people ask me a lot is if you can clone an autoflower.
0: Oh, that's a good and, one.
1: Yeah, and and so that one, I I would say yes, you can clone it, but because it's an autoflower and it's basically in flower almost from when you plant it it's just not going to yield it's going to be flowering as it's rooting it's it's just not a desirable outcome you know auto flowers already you know no hate to people that like autos but auto flowers are not desirable at at scale or at, at, at a commercial facility and so um to try to just clone it you're better off just planting another seed yeah
0: yeah. hundred percent. You know, um, I've, I've grown, you know, autos before too, and you know, they're very finicky. You know, if you like stress them out too much or whatever, they'll go straight into flower. It doesn't matter how big they are. I've had, you know, some flower when they're like this big and I'm like, oh yeah. man, I messed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely wouldn't recommend trying to flower an auto flower the seeds. You can find them cheap enough to just, you know, just buy another pack.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. You know, and yeah.
1: auto flowers for me, they're more or less like for me,
0: little experimental runs on my tents and stuff like that. Right, right. Throw some outdoor
1: even. You just water yeah. and forget about, you know, just, just a novelty almost. But, yeah, you know, like I said, it's I'd definitely stick to photos. Yeah, me too. And if you're here in the south in southern New Mexico,
0: it's a little bit warmer than up north. You can actually get away with planting some auto flowers around this time in February, February and you'll get, you know, harvest. You can get about three to four harvests in southern New Mexico. It's insane.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, nice, I, yeah, I talking to the guys that are doing four a year down here. I'm like, you guys are, damn. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's warm all the way down almost to like November out there,
0: uh, down to mm-hmm. December yeah. almost. Yeah, November all the way to December. Our coldest months are probably uh, January and February. That's why towards the end of this month, it'd be better. And then after that, you're, you're pretty much golden you know, yeah. the whole time. Uh, nice, nice. Right? And um, so for the people out there, you know, and I mentioned this earlier, you know, about the situations of using clones. Um, for you, what are some of the situations you've seen people needing clones? Is it the mom and pops? Is it the big guys? Or is it kind of just in between all around?
1: Uh, yeah. It's it's everybody. Every, everybody. Um, with it being such a new industry, you see a lot of uh, – I've seen a situation where they're, oh, yeah, let me, you know, multi-million dollar facility or whatever, state-of-the-art grow facility. And then, oh, shit, we need plants, huh? That's right. We do grow in this facility. Right. Yeah. And, you know <laughs> – people looking at the last minute of you know people mom and pop shops hey man, can I just buy a couple strains so I can mom out myself you know I can't afford mm-hmm. to put in a bulk order right now yeah. I see that happen uh, we we sell single strains as well for people that do want to do their own moms mm-hmm. um, and like everything in between you know big operations that oh man I had 500 plants die can, can I get 500 you know to fill yeah. a fill a room real quick or fill a greenhouse?
0: So a lot of people don't realize this, but clone companies are very crucial in the cannabis industry. You know, all the cannabis industries, just for the fact that you're just talking right there. You know, there's times where a big facility, they can lose a room. And that happens. It happens to the best of us, you know, losing a whole crop or a whole room. Right. People like you know, gonna come in and step in. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, it could take it out. And if you don't have anywhere to replace those plants, you're fucked. You know, yep. and, you know every day that you don't have a plant grown in there is a day you're wasting money. So you yeah. know, people like you save people's asses all yeah. of the time. You know, yeah, it's 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 overlooked a lot of the time. You know, I I realize how important
1: clones are. You know, and, and people starting from there. Um, yeah, and what well, like, you know, like I said, there's I get people that call me that. Oh no, I don't, I don't ever buy clones. I do all my own. I do all my own. But can I buy you know twenty? I need to replace a room real quick or a row or something. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, we got you too. You know. We, you know yeah. All, everybody, all the way as much as we can handle down to the down to the home grower.
0: Yeah. And you know what the home growers, you know, you guys benefit from clones too. You know, I, I use clones all the time. And between growers, we're always giving each other clones and stuff like that. Hey, check this cultivar out. Hey, check this one out. You know, like, this one was dope. And so, you know, yep. like a little, little collection of these little clones. Um, so, speaking of, what are some really popular cultivars that are out right now that you guys are carrying?
1: Um. So... Ones that are popular, I guess, that we don't carry first would be, I guess, uh, that RS-11. That one's really popular. People really like that one. The permanent marker, seen that yeah. one. Um, the soap, that one's a really dope one. Um, some that we do have that are really hot right now, the rainbow belts. That one's a little more exclusive that I mm. haven't uh, offered out to anybody yet. Um, the dulce de uva, that's a, a real good washer, 6 to 7% washer. Mm-hmm. um candy fumes i have a candy fumes cut from bloom seed that's supposed to be a really good washer um shit, man, off the top of my head just there's always so many it's so changing um a lot of the breaths. like i got like a really good meat breath cut a garlic breath cut okay a um, gmo cut i mean mm-hmm. they're just they're just so many i popped some seeds i got a lot of seeds going right now some local stuff from uh, the local homie here eric of bee tree seeds um i got some uh desert frost seeds going from another local homie matt here locally and always always trying to get something new in rotation switch it up you know get stuff out of rotation stuff i've had in for a couple years get, get out of get rid of it um yeah
0: yeah, man, yeah, always always switching it up, always. No, you have to, you know, and, and, you know, keeping it fresh. And as you said, you know, the genetics, they change all the time. Every, almost every day I see something new. You know, like the, the genetic yep. mark is insane, insane right now. Um, So it's so, cool that you're staying on top of it because, yeah, you know, some of those cultivars you mentioned, especially the breaths, you know, that's uh, that's something that I've been seeing around too. And, you know, that permanent marker, too bad you don't have it, you know, because uh, I have been seeing that running around.
1: Especially yeah. that was super Superboof, I kind of feel, is getting a little oversaturated. Superboof <laughs> made its rounds yeah. last year. That one's bomb. The Honey Banana, yeah. dude. Shout out to mm-hmm. the Honey Banana and the winners of the Hash and Heddies for that one. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Hash and Heddies seem to have a lot of banana for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, the year of the banana. So, it's yeah. – it's, I think this year I think this year is going to be the year of the Z. I think you'll see a lot of Z Terps this year, a lot of Rainbow Belt crosses and Skittles crosses and uh, – I know Bloom Seed. I don't know if you follow the genetics, but Bloom Seed Co. is coming out with their uh, TMZ line. It's supposed to be real heavy on the Z terps, and that's nice. what I thats my prediction. Twenty twenty-four yeah. year of the Z. Okay, a little more fruity of the you know going towards yeah, yeah. Skittles type of starburst fruity mm, flavors. Yeah, I love those terps. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> those are my favorite. Yeah. Um, so speaking of your cultivars and everything that's hot. I've tried your personal flower, you know, from like your personal, you know, home grow. Is there any plans in the future for you, you know, becoming a producer
1: yourself on top of it? Um, Yeah. Well, so with the showroom, with showroom cultivation, we'll, uh, we'll be flowering and we'll be focusing mainly though on fresh frozen. We'll be freezing okay. all our harvest and selling it to manufacturers or doing splits for rosin. And so that's uh, how we'll enter the market as far as, consumer products on the shelf nice. working with, yeah. Working with all the, you know, everyone that you know, the local people, people have heard of Z labs and couch lock and, uh, and yeah, whoever else wants to work with us and throw our name on the packaging, basically. Nice dude. And that's great because, you know, a
0: lot of them, you know, working from, with cruiser's craft, you know, for so long, um, that we understand the struggle, you know, like trying to find product in that sense sometimes, or, you know, wanting to collab with someone, but that's great that you're going that route. Bro yeah Wonderful. that's that's what we'll be
1: focused on for sure is is the the fresh frozen and just freezing it all and doing it you know i'd say i'd save 90 percent for rosin and maybe the small 10 flower drying it so we could send it off for testing and mm-hmm. you know just have some stuff to show around too because we will show people the cuts and the flower of moms yeah. and genetics they're buying and you know all part of the whole package
0: yeah, yeah, kind of, you know, show them, you know, this is our rosin, but this is what it looks like in flower form. It kind of gives them more of an idea of uh, what's going on. So that's pretty cool, man. You know, I'm glad you're you know, you're, you're doing it in steps. You're not trying to rush yourself like certain people. Right, you know, right, right, or, right, right. Yeah, you yep. know, you're doing it right. Um, one thing I wanted to incorporate here, you know, in the, in the show and kind of ask you, and it's kind of off topic. Do you find yourself using skills from your other job, like truck driving, you know, in cannabis at all with anything, like even mechanical stuff? Um.
1: Uh, the like, I guess that's what I learned in truck driving, I bring over is like uh, problem solving. You know, thinking on the fly. Yeah, a lot of thinking on the fly as as a business owner. A lot of, you know, you're looking at you're looking at the marketing team. You're looking at the janitor. You're looking at the the guy that answers the phone. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. So just secretary. being able to problem solve on the fly. Yeah, problem solve on the fly definitely nice. helps. Yeah.
0: No, it does, you know, like even come from the military background, you know, come do stuff on the fly. I come, I call it simper gumby. Um, you know, always flexible. So right, know, yeah, you know, you just you have to be, especially in an industry like this that changes so rapidly. And, exactly,
1: know. exactly, yeah, for sure. And when you're in Which a growth, nice. sometimes you have to come up with that, you know, solution really quick. Exactly. Yeah, and and, and I, I think it's I think it's great to be like that and, and the industry's like that, but I've seen People from professionals from other industries, you know, they're professional in whatever other industry try to come into cannabis and aren't as flexible, aren't used to the, hey, yeah, we did it this way today, but tomorrow we may do it a totally different way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know, that's, that they, that's what you got to be
1: able to understand in cannabis is, yeah, you did it, we did it somehow this way and it worked, but we have to do it totally different. And we got to change it all up and we got to make it work totally different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's like, a, I get it worked, but. Mm-hmm. yeah we're doing it different this time <laughs> and there's because yeah like, like i tell people in cannabis there's no manual there's no code there's no oh how did let me check the book and how did they do it you know 10 years ago what did they yeah. do yeah, there yeah it's not like a that.
0: vehicle you know where you can just go in this manual and it tells you turn it this way or you know replace no, right this. right no yeah, it's all
1: i got to figure a lot of it out on your own mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of trial
0: and error and to be honest that like gets kind of pricey so you know you know the the woes of it all
1: so, yeah absolutely yeah.
0: So, do you guys provide clones to patients? Let me, let me correct myself. Not just patients, customers and patients. Do you guys provide those as well? Uh, we do. Uh,
1: not as much anymore. You know, back when I first started, you'd you'd hit me up on Instagram or call me, and I'd show up and I'd meet you and you know sell you a clone, whatever. Now it's more. Uh, I'm working with retailers, and I'll sell them a pack of clones, and people can go to a retail shop and get my genetics or buy some clones nice you know there's there are still a couple of people that are you know i'm close close with i'll go to their house and take them plants and you know we'll talk shop but for the most part um the days of you know meeting people how i was back in the day i've kind of kind of you know grown above not above i don't want to say that but just grown to the next level
0: yeah you get a little too busy to do stuff like that you know? exactly yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah, your your business has grown to the point exactly. where exactly you
1: know, to where you, you can't like do that, that, that anymore <laughs> as much, right? Yeah,
0: it's understandable. So hey, maybe one day we'll have a, you know a whole clone store. You can just walk in and be like, "Oh, I'll take that one, that
1: one, oh, that one over there." So you know, that's you... that's the plan. That's the yeah. the plan of of you know, in the works of working with retailers, existing retailers, that's the beauty of our industry is we can work with existing businesses. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have to have a retail shop to get my product to people. You know, I don't have to be out there, you know, we can work with retailers and provide quality products to the quality retailers and, you know, work that way. And it's, it's beautiful. Like in the medical days, you know, the medical days, you had to be vertically integrated. There was, you know, no cross collaboration and, you know, it was all you do it all in house, but now it's nice that you don't have to. Yeah. You know, you I can agree work cause, with specialists.
0: Yeah. You no, know, 100%. Because, you know, back then you had to be the jack of all trades when that just does not
1: work. You can't be the jack. No. Of all no, no. It's better to specialize and work with people like you mentioned, Cruises Craft. You know what I mean? That they specialize in the rosin and killing it in the rosin game. And, you know, I look forward to working with them for sure and and the people up north and people here locally. And, yeah. That's that's you know that way. I don't need to focus on rosin. I don't need to learn the whole you know all that because it's a whole that's a whole different whole different game and technique and skill set that is just not in my plans right now. Yeah, I mean, your roofer isn't also going to do your tile. You know, he's exactly, gonna, exactly. Yeah, you know, he's he's
0: going to do the roof and go home. <laughs> that's, that's
1: a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So. Speaking of things in the works, is there anything else you want to share that you have, you know, going on in the works with um, with NM Clone or anything, or do you have the other subsidies you got going on?
1: Um, no, I think we pretty much covered it. It's, it's pretty much pedal to the metal with the clones and the genetics, the seed popping, providing genetics to you know the the micros guys that want to switch up their their clones. We can do all kinds of different stuff with our once we get our flower going we'll be able to do like r d type pheno hunting to where you know another facility if they want to uh they want to pop a pack of seeds you know we can work with them and and do the the pheno hunting and do the flowering and, and you know take the risk as far as things herming or things not working out in the flower section because it's not our main focus is not flowering and selling flower
0: yeah yeah it, it, i mean it, there's a point where you have to see it in flower, but you don't have to sell it in flower. Exactly. You know, because mm-hmm. you're know, selling the clone product, you know, you're not. Exactly. Sell product and selling
1: so the exclusivity. You know, we, we, we've talked exclusivity with some other producers to where we can, phenohunt for them and provide a clone and they'll be the only ones that will have it. We won't oh. even have it available.
0: That's cool. And that's good to hear because, you know, there's certain people, like I said, they just don't have the expertise or they don't have the space or they just can't. You know, it's easier for them to go out to someone like you and, you know, get that taken care of. right right. right. i'm I'm glad here's one thing that i thought of earlier and this is something that i brought up for many years and it's kind of been a a little weird thing that i've hoped happened. do you guys ever have plans of doing maybe like a ready to flower plant to take home for customers in the in the future of course you know like a little 24-inch plant this veg sell it out the door 200 bucks and they take it home and flower it i see it for more or less the people that are like getting into growing right right yeah that's
1: yeah definitely something that i that uh I've talked with uh, one of my retail partners to offer a bigger plant like that. Yeah, heck yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah, even just have a seasonal thing, you know?
0: Yeah, you know, like, hey, get ready, uh,
1: get ready we for have the fire. 34, 36 inch, you know, maybe ex moms, former moms, you know, that we're getting out of rotation. Mm-hmm. You know, a nice that's a good big idea. plant that's ready to rock. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, heck yeah. You know, something like that. Would purpose. Be, yeah, something like that would be, like I said, seasonal, not necessarily something on always available but yeah no definitely i've been asked for uh, bigger plants and former moms and mm-hmm. big great you know teens we call them teens in the industry yeah. you know big 18 to 24 inch plants basically ready to transplant and flower yeah yeah, and it, I think it'd be great for the person homegrown at,
0: you know, whatever in the backyard or maybe in a tent, you know, they're new to it and they're like, well, I don't, don't want to screw it up, you know, like I'm still learning. And so they just pop it in and take care of it from there and they watch the whole A nice day. hearty plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that'd be cool to see, you know, maybe one day, you know. Right, right, right. So, uh, but yeah, but where can people find you on, you know, online
1: on the you know website, social medias, you know, where, where can they find you? Um, the best is going to be Instagram. That's where uh, started this whole this whole thing, and that's where I just kind of continue to promote and put put it all out there as Instagram, NM Clone LLC, and uh, showroom cultivation are the two Instagrams. Cool, awesome, man. Yeah, sometimes I forget which one
0: you're messaging me from. I'm like, crap, which which one is he messaging me from right now? Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. I get uh, go back and forth and responding and reposting and yeah. Yeah, so like I said, I'm looking at the social media manager as well. Yeah, damn. Dude. Yeah, look at you.
0: <laughs> when it comes to business, sometimes you have to do the jack of all whatever. Not do on it all things, but yep, until,
1: yeah, until until you can grow big enough to to hire it out. Yeah, one hundred percent,
0: So, but anyway, I appreciate you being on the show with me, man. You know, those are all the questions I have for you. And I'm, thank you so much for you know allowing the um, audience and everything to get to know you and you know the company a little bit better. Maybe you you know couple of businesses will reach out you know needing clones and stuff like that you know after the show so um, yeah absolutely yeah but i appreciate it and you know we're going to continue on with the conversation because we have the new mexico legislative update coming up right now um, yes so, yes and i know some of you that's boring um, to a lot of us it's very important because uh, it's our livelihood that's you know kind of at stake with you know certain parts of this so um without further ado let's go ahead and talk about this heck yeah I'm going to let him light up and I'll start talking about the New Mexico legis stuff. So this past weekend, um, we found out that the SB six, that cannabis changes uh, bill was going to be heard in the, on the Senate floor, which means all the senators are going to be there. It's not in a committee. This is the last stop for the Senate before it goes to the house. And so I had word that it was going to be in there. Normally I wouldn't pack up my bags and drive up North, but I had to pack up my bags and drive up North because Earlier, the last week, the prior week, they had put a provision that removes drive-throughs through an amendment. And we wanted to get that amendment removed because there was going to be people who were going to lose their livelihood if this went through. So um, I get a call from Jeffrey Castillo from High Lonesome in Silver City. Um, He tells me about it. I say, let's do it. You know, I I didn't want to go to Santa Fe, but at the same time, we we kind of had to go to Santa Fe. Um, So we went up to Santa Fe. Um, and we met a few more people up there, you know, um Doug Dalton of, you know, Tula Rosa of El Dumbe Farms. And then we have Brandon, or he goes by indio and he's from he's Field of Dreams over down in Sellman Park. A lot of Southern boys. Um, so they all met us up there in Santa Fe. Um, Jeffrey and I, we drew drove through the night, we got to Santa Fe about midnight, and then we got a few hours of sleep ahead to the Capitol. Um, it was a long day, I, I must say that. <laughs> Because you is that know like a you know, five-hour
1: drive total from, from down from you guys to uh Santa Fe.
0: So from Crucis, it's four hours, but for Jeffrey, it was six because it's two hours west of us for from silver city because he's oh. like two hours west. And so then he had to drive west and then we had to go north because <laughs> there is a route where you can go from silver city to Albuquerque, and it's you know you're not gonna hit that point. I think it's only like three hours from them or two hours from them. But he had to come over here, pick me up. Um, and then we went to Santa Fe because you know we we're we we're going to try to meet you know as many people there as possible and try to talk to as many senators as possible to try to get that amendment removed. Um, so it was it was just really important that we get there. Man, I was tired as shit. We got to the hotel probably at 11:30 at night, and then we finally went to sleep probably about almost close to one, and uh, woke up all dabbed out. All dabbed out. Yeah, we we made yeah. sure we we smoked before bed. <laughs> oh, yeah, we took a bunch <laughs> of dabs sure. before. I was like, I need a dab. Yeah. Uh, it was it was interesting to to go up that quickly because I've never had to like just get my bags and go like that you know for the legislative stuff you know, other things of course but you know for the legislative stuff it was it was really interesting so we get up there and and our main goal is to just get rid of the drive-throughs and I know Albuquerque doesn't have any drive-throughs
1: does Rio Rancho have any I don't believe so no uh-huh. I don't think uh, it's it's happened anywhere here Rio Rancho or Leo area yeah.
0: Yeah, because I don't know if the county um, said no to them or if it was just Albuquerque City. So um, Santa Fe, I know, has some drive-throughs. Um, I know Cure has one. Um, it's just a little shack, you know, drive-through thing. So that's cool. It's cool to see those. I love the shacks. Um, they're a great entry for people trying to get into the industry. Um, you know, your overhead costs are so low um, that it's just going to be cheaper for you. You know, especially starting out. And you know, people love drive-through. Um, especially the patients. You know, the patients benefit the most when it comes to drive-through. That's something that we try to add into the medical cannabis program back in the day that they just did not want to add and they refused to add it for us and finally i think around 2019 they finally budged when we changed the medical cannabis laws and we had i think one or two um going into adult use um one was in rio
1: doso i think it was pvps and i forget where the other one was at but yeah and so we'll cool see that the senators and and the representatives like There, what's what's their fear on the drive-through? Is it like a like a DUI thing, or is it like uh, people are going to rob you at the drive-through? Fear, or
0: it's kind of leaning more on the DUI wreck, you know, kind of thing. Because there was a lot of comparisons between cannabis and alcohol, them being on the same par with certain senators, when that's just not the case whatsoever. No, you know, right, 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 no. Yeah, luckily we had senators like Senator Hamlin who stepped in, and she's a cannabis user. She even grows cannabis herself. You know, I'll talk to her about growing. It's great. You know, like how many of you can say, "Hey, I talk about growing weed with my senator." Right. <laughs> you know, Seriously, like not many people can say that. Yeah, no, it's dope. So she understands it, and she stepped in and told them, "Like, look, you're not gonna pop a gum. I'm not trying to pop a gummy in my mouth as soon as I leave the drive-through. I want to go home, right, I comfy." You know, I want to make sure I'm somewhere that I'm, you know, can go to sleep. She's like, I want to be awake. Yeah, you want to yeah. be
1: chilling. Yeah, then, okay, I could see where they can think like, oh yeah, it's 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 like alcohol where you're gonna you're gonna buy your meds and you're gonna take a shot or take your gummy as soon as you in the parking lot. And Yeah, it's uh, nothing and- like that. I don't like. I've never even like considered people in drive-throughs wanting to do that.
0: The only time I could see someone getting into their bag is to ensure that the amount they got was the correct amount. Like, that's the only time, like, I would, like, if I got an ounce, I want to make sure that I got the proper amount of containers. Because if not, I'm there already and they can fix it. That's the only time that I could say, like, yeah, I'm going to dig in the bag is when I want to make sure that they didn't. Your order is correct. Yeah, I just want to make sure my orders, or if I got a lot of items,
1: I want to make sure that everything is there before. I leave Right, right. When I you're have taking the off the All the way back. When you're taking the order for the office, you got to make sure that everyone's got all, everyone's going to get what they get.
0: Exactly, you know? (laughs) But other than that, I'm not going to get in there and try to whatever. The bag's getting closed back up and I'm going on my way. It's just to make sure that everything's there. But I will say, every time I've gone to the drive-thru, they're actually very good at letting you know what's in the bag. So a lot of the times, you don't even have to do that. Um, So a lot of times they'll say, all right, we got this and this in here. They'll name it off, blah, blah, blah. They do a really good job at the drive throughs I remember as a kid, going to the alcohol drive throughs with my grandpa and they did a terrible job back then, you know, yeah, yeah. alcohol and everything was a different mindset back then. You know, the late eighties, early nineties were just a different time in general. Um, so I, I remember that and it was, it was a little weird, but with cannabis, it's totally different because it's so strict, you know, like it's hard to get a license. It's hard to keep your license. And if you mess up, you're losing that license. You know, so there's people that put millions of dollars into this, and they do not want to lose that license. So they're doing everything they can to ensure that they're not going to IDing people properly, making sure that they're getting the right amount, making sure that they're not smoking in the drive-through as soon as they drive up. Because some people are, are under the assumption that I drive up and they hand me a bong and it's a party. You know, like we're just sitting there, no. like, yeah, dude. And that was the part that irked me the most was there were certain senators um, who were doing that. You know, they were sitting there having this debate and and the one that upset me the most was Senator Morse. And I only say that because he's constantly doing this to us and making us look this way. He, um, went up and he was like, you know, I've been to these places and you know, they, uh, I see the person ordering. He was like, Hey man, can I get this and this, you know, making us look really stupid. And that hurt, you know, like we're like, dude, we're here as a serious industry. and You're not taking us serious. We came here as professionals. You know and we're still being made as a joke and for for the most part for the whole day it, everyone was you know making jokes with us in a light-hearted way it wasn't like they were teasing us you know would go into an office and for some reason the fire alarm started going off one of the girls is like hmm, the cannabis guys show up and all of a sudden the fire alarms go off we just start we're like ah You know we just started laughing or whatever and another girl made a similar joke and i was like whoa that's what we bring that fire and so, uh, you know, it's just, you know, one of those little jokes, we at least were able to like respond back to them and make it lighter hearted. But when they're on the floor and they're attacking us blatantly, we can't say anything back. And you're just like, bro, like, what are you saying? And a lot of things that they were saying just were not true. And that's one thing that we're going to have to battle from here on out. Um, I mean, pretty much the whole time, but that just showed us what we have to battle is their misconceptions this, the, of cannabis.
1: The stigma is, is, is real. It's still out there. And, um, and it's the stigma is like, you know, I, I wake up to cannabis, I go to sleep, I eat, sleep and breathe this all day, every day, 24 and, seven. And I forget that there are people out there that are against this and there are the stigma is real, you know, and, and, and it's and like you said, those type of situations that, that you you just described there are the perfect example, like like a real eye opener, like, oh, shit, like like, yeah, we're here in cannabis, and it's all you know. We're all in business, and we're all doing our thing. But people still on the outside, they're still that, oh, these fucking stoners.
0: Yeah, yeah, like all oh, those stupid. And like I, I experienced that myself. I talked about it, you know, the prior episode that you guys watched that so you could figure it out. Um, but someone pretty much told me to stop rolling a joint because it stunk. And you know, there's legislators here, and I'm like, dude, the legislators should be happy I'm doing this. They're the ones and all are- of them drinking
1: a glass of wine or a beer, yeah.
0: huh? Yeah, everyone was drinking. I was I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And to be
1: what's oh, funny yeah, is I wanted you. to update that. Huh? Judge judging you with yeah. the with the beer in their hand, a glass of wine. Yeah, alcohol in their breath judging me. Yeah, I was like, I
0: don't like the way your breath smells. Can you not talk to me? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, yeah, it's you know no different.
1: Yeah. It's, it's 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 the stigma is is real and it's ongoing battle for sure absolutely
0: yeah. and it's up to us as a as an industry and a community to slowly kill that stigma and it is it's dying um one of the senators i talked to you know it was really relieving because you know he was um around that time and it told me the fact that he actually does support the cannabis industry he told me you know we get these baskets you know up here and this and that during you know crucis week and stuff he said i want to see cannabis in there he straight up told us that on the floor we're talking he said I don't know where all the cannabis companies were, but you know, we had everything there except cannabis. And I want to see more of that. I want to see cannabis oh. at the Capitol stuff. I want to see you guys here showing it to us and cap and kill the stigma. He said, The only way we're going to kill the stigma is to make it normal. He said, Put weed in the baskets, for God's sakes. So I was like, Yeah. We're
1: like, Yeah. Right. There's yeah. yeah. I Heck like, yeah.
0: Shout out the Senator Souls. You know, he gets it. You know, he's actually our representative yep. down here in the South. You know, one of them. Give so away like, some
1: buff codes to the senators.
0: Let's do it. You know, all we got to do is just uh, set it up. I told him I was like, "Well, all I got to do is make a couple of calls, and it's done." So, right? Uh, yeah. So for the industry guys, this next year, you know, then this next legislative session, let's all get together and let's you know do some basket stuff for the legislators. Let's show them what cannabis New Mexico has, because right. the only way we're going to kill this stigma, like it is with alcohol, because all of them are over there drinking anyway. Um, is to just show it to them, you know. We'll give them a jar of doobies, some edibles, maybe some salves, and stuff like that. We'll drop right. off some CBD, we don't need anybody greening out, um, you know, to, to help everybody out a little bit. But you know, I think it's a good idea for us to do something like that. And you know, to be honest, the senator told him he said that he wanted it, so you know,
1: well, who am I to tell right? Right, about? yeah, <laughs> gummies are always, always a good, uh, you know, beginner consumption for, for people that don't don't consume or have never consumed the gummies yeah. are perfect yeah i agree you know and yep. especially the lower dosage gummies that are lower yep those five that. milligrams Those they have those i don't know if you've seen those joy bombs that they have now they're yes. like little skittles they're like well like yes. three I mils those. or two milligrams each yeah those are my yep.
0: favorite i love them because you can sit there you can have a little handful and you're not going to pass out <laughs> no <laughs> Yeah, you're going to see the Senators
1: watch. They'll be there on the floor here in a couple of years, popping the joy bombs there on the floor. Right, <laughs> sitting there, oh, this session's going a while. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. So, yep. yeah,
1: we'll we'll,
0: we'll see. It. It's it's going to take time for it to be normalized. But, you know, the issues that we're seeing here, especially with SB6 and HB128, and I'll talk about, you know, the numbers and what they mean in a second. <laughs> um, so SB6 is the Senate bill. That's the, the Cannabis Changes Bill. And that's the reason why we went up there in the first place, you know, because we wanted to ensure that it passed. And we wanted to ensure that the drive throughs got removed. we were also there for HB128. Now, HB128 is the house bill version of almost the exact same bill that I was just talking about. It's the sister version. However, HB128 has the increase for micros from 200 plants to 500 plants. That's really the only big difference between the two. Because Andrea Romero, the sponsor of HB128, she actually took all the changes from SB6 and put it into her bill so that they way they would mirror each other and she would have less issues. She only changed two things. One, she didn't add the drive-through removal thing that the SB6 had that we had to fight. And then she has the plant count increase for the micros, which are great. The only problem is we're running out of time. Um, this bill just hit the Senate side. Um, and then the Senate bill just hit the House side. So we have less i think less about a week now we have an exactly but five days is it five days Do you know six days my producers tell me six days we have six days left of the legislative session that means that both bills have to go through at least three committees then both respective floors then they can go to the dev- uh, the governor's desk it's possible but uh it may mm. be a little improbable <laughs> you know Yep. um it, we may have to wait for the 60-day session um, it wasn't really anyone's fault. It was just a 30-day session. We don't have much time. These bills are actually going through fairly quickly. Um, if they go through the same process next year in the same timeline, you know, like speed that they're going through this year, they'll make it through halfway through the session. You know, it'll it'll be quick. However, there's a lot of stuff that we need to fight and we need as an industry to come together and tell the legislators what we want. Because stuff like this happens because the lack of our input. And that's why I'm doing these town halls and everything around the state. So that way we can get this input and finally get it to the legislators. And they know exactly what we need and what we want because it's coming directly from us. So I want right, to give a right, shout right. out to um, Senator Hamlin. She was huge on the, the Senate floor and on her support. She helped us the whole day we were there. I ran up and you know chased her down. I was like, Senator Hamlin. You know because you know we had a talk to her and everything and you know somehow we ended up on the Senate floor. We talked to Senator Hemp Hill from Silver City. She was a pivotal vote on the, you know, the removal for drive-throughs because um, her son is actually in a wheelchair and he benefits from the cannabis drive-throughs medicinally. So it was a patient access issue, more or less just a stoner, you know, consumer issue. And let's 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 be honest here. Everybody that uses cannabis usually uses it for some kind of medicinal purpose anyway, even if you're enjoying it somehow. Um, you know, it's, it's some kind of medicinal thing. I use it, you know, with someone that tells me, I use it to de-stress when I get home. Well, that's medicinal. I use it because when I get home from work, my back hurts. That's medicinal. You know, I'm a little stressed out for this and this. so I smoke it. That's medicinal.
1: You know, like. It's, I'm stressed it's- out being on this podcast. <laughs> That's medicinal.
0: Yep. <laughs> By the way, you're doing a good <laughs> job,
1: Victor. You're doing great, man. Uh, um, I wanted to add like a just a little side note, you know, for maybe you know anyone that's listening that doesn't kind of understand the like how cannabis rules and laws work um, pertaining to what you said, the plant count for micros. Um, the micro plant count is written in law at 200. Whereas the big license plant count is not written in law. It's only written in the rules. So when it's written in the rules and provisions, it's a process that can be changed at any time during the year. It doesn't have to go through this legislative session. Whereas changing the plant count for micros is written in the law. And it has to go through this whole legislative process to get changed from 200 to 500. Where if the big guys want to change it from 10,000 to 20,000, they just got to lobby and push a CCD
0: and you know the the and 20, change the, 000, the rules yeah in the twenty thousand that we have now that was an emergency rule it was supposed to be I think 10. um so you know we only have twenty thousand on an emergency rule that was then put into place but now they're starting to see that eh, maybe a little too many plants so we might see that get put back because there were talks of you know why don't we just allow the CCD to have the power to increase or decrease both because right exactly win win. I don't know
1: why they put micro plant count in the rules I mean I'm sorry in the law and not Plant count for the bigger licenses in the law is, is beyond me. You know, I mean, look, look at we got to go through to go from 200 to 500. You yeah. know, when the other one there, they can double it on emergency rule.
0: Yeah, and, and then you know the, they're saying that you know, oh, well, you can just you know ask for more this and that, and you can apply. Well, that's more documentation, that's more money, that's more time, and everything above uh, going against the
1: whole the whole
0: uh, idea of a micro. And, you know, I've had arguments of people actually online and, and a lot of growers still telling me that, you know, anything over 200 isn't micro anymore. Because with the data that we're collecting, um, a lot of the micros are asking for 1,000 pounds to, you know, possibly 2,000. 2,000 to me is kind of pushing. it. Um, I'm kind of, I'm remaining neutral on this, um, you know, because I, we're still collecting data. But, you know, from just from the horse's mouth of most of the people in the industry, it seems 500 to 1,000 seems to be like a little sweet spot of where they need. Because people are like, well, you know, anything more than 200 isn't craft anymore, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, of course it's craft. I mean, 500 to from 200, you know, that's not that much more area that you're getting. But, you know, you get more variety. You know, you're not right. putting in thousands of thousands of plants. You know, you're just getting a couple hundred more. Um, and that just allows you a little bit more variety. Because, you know, a micro business is a starting out area. And then you want to move up from there. And there's people that have done that already. You know, there's people that went from the 200 and now they have 1,500. Um so that's possible but um after you get to a certain amount of number of plants you start paying a five dollar tax fee per plant and that doesn't matter if you're growing the plant if it's dead or whatever you paid the tax on it so that's something that people are trying to avoid but also the legislature is trying to say well they're skipping the tax blah 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 to me that tax is um because we shouldn't be overtaxing the industry because in the end that goes to the consumer which then makes the product more expensive which then Also promotes the traditional market coming back. So that's my thing about, you know, plant tax and where I'm bothered on it and everything. How do you you feel about the plant tax?
1: Um, My two cents is I'm not opposed to like, okay, keeping micros, getting micros up to 500, but saying, okay, we're going to add a plant tax for over 200 of, you know, whatever half of the main licenses. They pay five, five bucks a plant, micros will be taxed 250 a plant for anything yeah. over 200.
0: Yeah. And that know, that's how it's actually supposed to be. Yeah, like you know, we're that, that's tax. fair, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. That's, you know, they're still getting their tax. Mm-hmm. If you want more plants, you got to pay for them, which is totally yeah. fair. Yeah. You know, and 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 then as far as plant count, I think Micro should be allowed 10% of whatever the max of big license can have. Mm-hmm. So if they up the max of big license to to 20,000, that automatically bumps Micros up to 2,000. Yeah. Or if they're down to ten thousand, then we get a thousand.
0: Yeah. And that's something and that like was said, proposed with, yeah, pro- proposed to them up, up in north. We we talked about that and they didn't seem to like it, but this is why we need to come together as an industry to figure out what will work and what we all actually need. Um, so it's good that you're, you're speaking about this. And you, you know, you're very open about you know what you think we need. Because yeah, I remember the ten percent thing. Uh, we all talked about it last year. It's a great idea. My only problem with that is if they ever drop it, that means our plant count drops too. So like we're kind of stuck. You know, with them, anything that happens to them happens to us, and that would be my only issue with that. Other than that, I love that idea because, you know, anytime they raise it for them,
1: um, it gets... Just an automatic money. raise for us, yeah. you know, yeah. micros, you know, without having to do anything extra, any extra legislation, mm-hmm. base all micro plant counts, percent yeah. of what the maximum plant count is, you know, a, a 50% discount off of your plant tax over from 200 to the max. And, you know, I think it would work for people and I think it would... You know, be honor the whole micro idea of micro and keeping it, you know, affordable and barriers to entry a little cheaper than than the big big boys, big players.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Because you know those those guys have the money to pay for those plant taxes.
0: Um, And if you guys didn't know, the plant tax is actually up to fifty dollars. So the CCD actually decided five dollars was good enough because they can charge up to fifty dollars per plant, which that's that's crazy. Um. I, I thought that when we passed the bill, I said, Whoa, what are we, what are we doing with $50 a plant? That's crazy. And like, usually, you know, the government tries to tax you the most, but luckily they were like, no, $50 is way too much per plant. Like who's going to be able to afford that? You know? So it's a I, yeah, it's a shitload of money. You know, you're, you're spending a lot of money, you know, just on a plant tax at a 50 buck rate. So I think they realize that if they do $50 it's going to deter a lot of people from getting in the industry. Uh, my only worry is that that could change at any time and if they want to they can raise it to $50 to kind of do whatever. So that's my only concern about that being there because it's still a possibility of it being 50 bucks even though they decided to go with $5. It's it's up to them, you know. And so that that's the scary part. So that's why these bills are really, 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 really important. So I'm going to get to finish these real quick. Um, the HB6 and the H, um, SB, SB6, HB128, always flipping those. There's so many freaking letters. Um, HB128 is actually being heard right now as we're recording this. Um, I'm missing it at the, at the moment. However, I have people working on it and sharing stuff with me. So I'll be sharing with y'all everything that's going on. I have no clue what's going on with that bill right now at the top recording of the show. But once it's over, I'll let everybody know this won't air until tomorrow. So you guys are going to find out before the show uh, airs anyway. Um, so, so that's what's going on with that bill. It's going through its first Senate committee. It still has to go through the Senate judiciary. And that's where the SB6 got that drive through thing added to it. And that's what kind of frightens me because it obviously could happen again. Um, so if that happens, I have no clue what, what happen to the bill. It'll most likely die at that point, um, which will be a good thing next year we can come back collectively together in a 60-day session and kind of just spearhead this as a whole industry because that's what it's going to take for us to get what we actually need as an industry and for what to get positive changes Um, because when they throw a a monkey wrench in the freaking gears like they did with uh, the drive through thing it eats up a lot of time because the next bill i'm going to talk about is the last bill i'm going to talk about is sb99 sb99 what it is is the incremental tax removal so, if you guys so don't we know, we're on a staggered taxing thing until we get to, I believe, eighteen percent. Um, I believe by twenty thirty. And so, right now, we're at sitting at twelve um, percent. But later this year, fiscal year twenty twenty five, in July, it's due to go up to thirteen percent. Then every year, it goes up one percent until we reach that um, point of eighteen percent, which, to in my opinion that will kill our industry um and lead people to go back to the traditional market because we're at a threshold in new mexico of where what we can't afford in taxes and 20 percent, if we go any higher new mexicans can't afford it anymore even at that at that one percent of 21 percent, you're going to start seeing people go back to the traditional market because they know now that the taxes are just going to go up from there it's never going to go down or stay the same so this bill yeah. right here removes that provision and it keeps it at where it's at right now now I feel they're doing this just so we are saving some time and next year we'll come back and try to figure out what to do. But as long as we get that removed, um, we're good. However, it doesn't look like this bill is going to pass. It's stuck in one of the committees. Um, I believe it's the Senate finance committee. Um, I believe that's where it's at, but unfortunately it's stuck in there. I don't know what's going on. Um, The ranking member of that committee for some reason hasn't put it on the scheduling. Don't know why. Don't know the reasoning. I just know it's not there um so to me out of all of the bills this one is the one that needed to pass however we needed to fight that drive through thing because that's not going away um we'll probably see it again next year at some point and the fact that we fought it this year in it and we successfully got rid of it gives us another chance to get rid of it next year because it didn't pass if it passed that would be a different story but this sb99 we need this one bad because this affects everybody what do you, how do you feel about the, you know, tax thing?
1: Um, I feel like taxes are above my pay grade. <laughs> I know it should be important to me because, I mean, being a business owner and stuff, but fuck, man, I, there's just some things that I just can't allow to simmer in my brain right now. No, I get and you, man. You know, it's Taxes just- is just one thing that, you know, just have an accountant, they handle it. They say, you write us a check for this much. There you go. Yeah. Thank you,
0: ma'am. And that's a smart way to do it as a business owner. To be honest, you you don't want to sit there and be a tax expert. Um, I guess yeah, no. what I mean, is from the retail side as a consumer. If you know, as a consumer, how do you right. feel about your cannabis getting more expensive?
1: Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. I guess you're right. That's true. Um, yeah, because that basically <laughs> is going to turn. That's going to turn you know your your hundred dollar rounds into hundred and twenty dollar rounds. You know, out the door. You know. Um, and it's it's a big chunk. And like I said, New Mexico is not a, a rich state. We're a poor state in general. And you know, our demographic is definitely um, lower income for sure. And it is going to yeah. limit access to to products all all across the board from your lower tier products all the way to your, your higher quality products. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, so it's just...
0: It makes an impact, even that one percent, you know, because for sure, I, for sure. Yeah, and, and I, I mentioned twenty percent earlier. It's because we have a twelve percent tax on cannabis, and then they tax on the local taxes, and that gets tacked on too. It's eight percent, twelve plus eight equals twenty. So you have the twenty percent. Now it's gonna be twenty-one percent, and you get that extra one percent. However, that doesn't seem a lot like a lot, but it's the the boiling the frog and slow um, and hot water slowly kind of thing, you know. As yeah. uh, as you sit in there, the temperature slowly starts to rise. Slowly starts to rise until you're boiled to death. And that's essentially what's happening in the industry. So they're going to raise it one percent every year. You get used to that. One percent a year. you Get used to that until next thing you know, you're getting taxed out the ass, and you have no reason why. Um, and at the end of the day, we're going to be sitting at about twenty six percent in twenty thirty of total tax. Right now, we're at you know um, about 20, no, it's twenty eight percent is what we're going to be at because we're at 20 right now. So by 2030, we're going to be sitting at about a 28, almost 30% tax. And that is ridiculous. Um, Certain other Mm -hmm. states have that about that rate. I think Oregon and Washington might have something closer to those percentages. And man, I'll tell you what, when I go visit those areas, I hate buying cannabis there because it's so expensive. You know, like, oh, I'm getting a deal. And some of these places, they try to cut you deals. So that way they can combat the taxes whatever way they can. So they're trying to help you whatever the way they can. They just can't. And I think New Mexico has a chance of
1: doing that with this bill, but it's just not getting the traction it needs. You know what I mean? And and who knows? It, it may go federal legal and, and the IRS may take over the whole thing before that happens. And Uncle Sam, here you go, sir. How much do you yeah. need? Yeah. And we're already threatened to be having two different industries because you know we're going to have a
0: transitional period of going from 280E to schedule 3D schedule, whatever it's going to be. Um, so we're going to have that transitional phase of having two different industries. And, and my prediction is there's going to be certain states that keep that model, a 280E and a Schedule 3 or whatever. I don't know who they are. I don't know how many will there be. But I have a feeling that we're going to see that here or there you know, where they're going to be, well, this person can't afford to go the Schedule 3 or the deschedule. So they're going to stay on the 280E you know, or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, I do know there's going to be a transitional phase where we'll all be stuck in that weird limbo phase going one from the other because it's not a not a light switch. You don't just go nope. from 280 80 D schedule. There's a lot of preparations you got to do. There's documentations you got to do. But Now there's new federal agencies you got to deal with. That you got to get in compliance with. And then there's going to be new documentation from the federal government. If they set up their own CCD federally, then
1: you have to mm-hmm. go with
0: their compliances. Everyone,
1: everyone in the step, every along the process, just figuring out as it goes from the government. They don't it's all brand new to them too you know yeah. they'll be figuring out as it goes and yeah and the people the operators the business owners everyone just trying to figure it out as it happens in real time and like you said it's not a light switch it'll take a few years of transition and mm-hmm. and no one's going to know exactly how to do it right or perfect in the beginning
0: yeah i mean look how long we've been we've had legalization in the states you know starting with Colorado and Washington and, you know, even they haven't done it correctly yet. You know, New Mexico, we, we're not perfect. We haven't done it right either, but we're on the right track, you know, like for, in my own opinion, you know, we're on the right track of, you know, regulating this in the correct sensible way. Um, other states, they took a more extreme route. You know, of course, they a lot of them started at the very beginning when we first went legal. So, of course, you know, they had to be a little strict, so leave them alone. You know, I, I get it, but, you know, we're still figuring this out. And we're going to be figuring the taxes thing out. And this right here would help us. You're you're correct because if we go federally legal, this would not having this would screw us because now we got to pay even more taxes because then you got a federal tax tacked onto that sales tax, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because there, I think I heard last year somewhere the federal government wanted somewhere around four percent from the industry. So that means right now, if that were the case, our tax would be twenty-four percent, and then we're adding. A percentage till we get almost to 30 percent so you know you, you have to keep those in mind so yeah it, it, then you start taxing all these freaking you adding all these freaking taxes and it's crazy so that's why something like the SB99 is so important guys and that's why when we see bills like this we need to push them but you know we can only do so much when it comes down to being stuck somewhere like in a committee or something you know what we can do is contact the representatives if you want it to be heard or whatever, that's your best route. Figure out which com- which committee it's in, figure out who the ranking member is, maybe give their office a call and say, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so, you know, I'm a, rep- I'm a constituent from down here. He's not directly my representative, but I'm calling about uh, bill- certain bill that's in this committee um, or they, he, she, whoever. Um, you know, if they could, you know, hear this bill, it would, you know, benefit whatever, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and then the more people that calls, maybe the more more chances we get it of getting heard. So, if that's the case for SB six, you know, um, or SB ninety nine, excuse me, um, we should do that. I already did that today. So, if you guys want to hit me up, I will um, help you out there. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff that goes on to the legislative process, even the website. If you get confused, I'll try to help you out. So that way, you know, in the future, how to do it, because if you you know show a man how to fish he's gonna fish for the rest of his life versus just getting a fish you're gonna feed him for one day um so Uh-oh. if you guys know how to do it you can do this for the rest of your lives but anyway that's all i have for this week and for this episode i wanted to update you guys on those um those bills Vic, thank you so much for the conversations man um you know it was great getting to know your business a little bit more what you have going on and you know getting the audience to know you you know i I know you, but, you know, the audience may not know you who you are. So it's great. And a lot of the times they just see the business. They don't see the face behind the business. So it's great that, you know, you came on with me and, you know, you you shared your story. So
1: thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Heck yeah, man. And I just want to let you know, too, appreciate you having me on here. And I know we've been kind of hit and miss, trying to get on, trying to get on and finally got it all lined out, dude. And um, whenever you're in town, you and uh, if you come with Josh or... From Craft, or you know whoever you come with, you guys are more than welcome to come to the grow and check it out and talk shop. Nice, yeah, I appreciate
0: it, man. I'll take you up on that because I love going to check out grows, man, and you know love checking out some good fire, <clears throat> especially when you get to that drying room. You're like, oh yeah, there,
1: yeah, <laughs> yep, right? yeah.
0: So for yeah, but sure. before we drop off, I want to thank our sponsor, Quality uh, Packaging, for uh, sponsoring this episode. Um, thank you so much. Um, again, they are here for your packaging needs and compliance and great communication. They have many packaging prices. They're totally custom and they're on time. Again, if you want, call, uh, contact Josh Viegas, um, at 575-571-6288, or you can email them at koala, the letter T customs with a K two one zero at gmail.com. And you can find them at quality customs, um, on Instagram as well, spelled the same way as the email. Um, so make sure you guys follow, like, subscribe, whatever you got to do to make sure you don't miss an update because I'm going to be updating all y'all during the legislative process. So I will see you guys next week and make sure y'all do that. And I will see y'all here. All right.